Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Amen. Your friends in Christ the King. There's been a lot of talk about borders in recent years. It's been hard to avoid, even if you want to. Do we or don't we put up a wall on our nation's southern border? What should European nations do with refugees streaming in over their borders? Should the United Kingdom separate from the European Union and reestablish more control within its own borders? Some are even asking if it's right for nations to have borders at all. These are questions that are very different in our modern age. Many would not have even imagined, let alone asked, hundreds of years ago, when, when nations were ruled by, well, not by elected representatives of the people, but by kings who had absolute authority over their realms, which meant that they determined who could and couldn't cross their borders and what did or didn't happen within those borders. Life in any given kingdom could be very different from the others. In one, the king might leave commerce and merchants alone, or leave commerce alone and merchants would, would thrive. But in another, the king might tax business so severely that few found it worthwhile to buy and sell. In one kingdom, one might never dare to speak openly to criticize the king's rule on pain of death. But in another, they might do so without fear. The people of one kingdom might go about their daily lives with happiness and in peace, but in another, they might be struggling to survive, insecure, constantly worried about what bad thing or irrational rule or arbitrary action the king might decide to impose on them next. The criminal on the cross was convinced that the kingdom of the one who was hanging next to him was a kingdom he wanted to enter and be a part of. Jesus would be coming into it shortly and taking up his throne. And that criminal did not dare to ask for citizenship, but just, just to be remembered in mercy and in love, and because that sinner addressed his Savior in faith, Christ assured him that he already had a place reserved. Today, you will be with me in paradise. But the kingdom of God is not only a place for those who have died, Throughout his ministry on earth, Jesus taught about the kingdom of heaven and made clear that it was, was not a, a place per se, but something much, much more. It is a spiritual reality and, and a state of existence. It is a community and a way of life. It is the Lord's ruling within the believer's heart and among believers gathered together. And the kingdom of God is where we all want to be and what we all want to be a part of. 
and we want others to join us there. But they will want to know, and we want to remember, what makes it such a good thing to cross over the border from sin and unbelief to repentance and faith in Jesus. So, let's review what it means. Not not so much when Jesus comes into His kingdom, but what it means when you come into His kingdom. Paul told us what was most important in our lesson today from Colossians 1. The Father rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Coming into Christ's kingdom means rescue. You have been delivered from death, from evil, from guilt, from danger. All of the things that make life and destiny dark for those lost in their sin and unbelief. Saved is not just some Christian jargon that we toss around to describe some theological or academic process or change. It is literal rescue and deliverance from the real danger and destruction that results from the sinner's separation from God. How? Through Holy Spirit-given faith, we take hold of what Jesus did for us and, and His victory over all those evils then becomes ours. Because the King is also a hero. He was not content with sending others to fight on his behalf or, or to simply rule from his throne in heaven and let sinners suffer forever the consequences of their rebellion. And so he came himself to our world in our flesh to take on his and our enemies and defeat them in, in such a way and with such finality that neither sin nor death nor Satan nor even our own sinful flesh can ever rise again against Him. And there is nothing left for any of us to do, to, to add to or complete or, or deserve His work for us. Jesus did it all. Not with sword and spear, but by making Himself a sacrifice. He did it all with His suffering and death on the cross, and He sealed it with His resurrection from the dead on Easter morning. And He tells us then to trust Him, setting aside all faith in other gods, other people, in our own works or merit, everything. Trust in Him, and all of it, is ours. The price for our sins has been paid. All of it. And we have been set free. Our sins have been forgiven and we are washed clean. And now we live in the light of His kingdom instead of in the domain of darkness that we had deserved because of our sins. Now that should be more than enough 
to lead us to rejoice in our salvation and to cling to Christ and His cross in and through all things. But He offers the citizens of His kingdom so much more. What Jesus said to the criminal on the cross next to Him is true for every believer. Whether death comes today, tomorrow, or not for another century, on the other side of that is not outer darkness, not the fires of hell, not a world just like this one, not an end to existence. No, what is on the other side of death for the believer is paradise. Eternal life in the presence of our loving Lord and Creator. For those who die before Judgment Day, that new life is as souls in heaven. Perfect, blissful, serene. But once Jesus comes again as King on the last day, He will reunite us all with our bodies, having perfected them, and we all, all believers of every time, place, age, nation, tribe, and language, we will all live together in the new heavens and the new earth forever, where there is no sorrow, pain, or imperfection, only joy, love, and peace everlasting. That is what is ours because we enter into His kingdom. But in the meantime, while we still live on this earth, it is good, very good, to have Jesus as our King and to live under Him in His kingdom. This side of the resurrection, we live not in glory, but under the cross which means that we do not want to, to, to go it on our own. Independence is attractive to our sinful natures, but it, it is not what we need, and it, really it only puts our souls in danger. So we rejoice to know that having crossed the border from unbelief to belief, in the church we now have a head one who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, in whom all God's fullness dwells, the very one who reconciled all things to himself by making peace through the blood of his cross. As our King, Jesus not only rules in our hearts, but rules all the universe for the benefit of his church working all things out for the good of His people, those He has called and calls His own. When times are tough and troubles are deep, it is of great comfort to know that the One who reigns in heaven is the same Christ who suffered alongside us here on earth. And He is now using all of His divine power and wisdom to bless us and to protect us and to bring us safe at last at home, to home with Him in heaven. Our first reading from Jeremiah uses different but familiar imagery to, to help us see the blessing of being in Christ's kingdom. He speaks of the Messiah as the Lord's good and perfect 
shepherd over his people, who gathers his flock, brings them all to pasture, and cares for them, protecting them from harm and danger so that there is nothing ever to be afraid of. Jesus, the son of David, is this shepherd king that Jeremiah speaks of. We, we are blessed to be a part of his flock. Because his shepherding and his ruling is not selfish or thoughtless, arbitrary or unloving or unfair. What we have as his subjects is a king who reigns wisely, making decisions with full knowledge and understanding, decisions that are always good for his people, even even if we may not see that wisdom or appreciate those choices in the short term. When it comes to a matter of trusting Jesus, of trusting what He tells us in His Word, or trusting our own judgment, it will always be a no-brainer. He is wiser. He is stronger. He has more knowledge. And He always wants what is best for us, even when we ourselves do not. Our shepherd king also rules with justice and righteousness. Human beings all have their own ideas about what is fair and what is right. But Jesus not only defines perfection for us with His very nature, He establishes it with us, for us, and in us. It is not just some abstract idea or or far-off goal. He gives us each the righteousness that He earned with His life obedience. At the same time, He takes away our sins with His sacrifice on the cross. And while we may see, we may experience injustice while we live as sinners in this sinful world, we have His assurance signed with His blood on the cross, that at the final judgment, all will be set right forever for His people. There is so much else that we we can talk about. We could spend hours going on about the things that we have that we can rejoice over when we come into Christ's kingdom. The power that is His as the Son of God is is exercised on our behalf in so many ways. Not just to protect us and protect His kingdom, but to advance His kingdom throughout the world among those who, who are not yet part of it. He gives us security from all our enemies, from sin, death, and the devil, and from all the people and things in this world that, that oppose us and oppose His church. And He promises that they cannot do us any lasting harm as long as He is by our side. And He has promised He will never leave us. This, this is the confidence 
and the comfort that we have as citizens of Christ's kingdom. And it is why it is our strength and our joy to have Jesus as our King. There really is nothing greater to have. We never want to lose it or lose sight of it. And so today, we take the criminal's prayer and we adapt it as our own. Jesus, Jesus, you have come into your kingdom. Remember me. Remember me with mercy and bring me home with you. And help me also always remember you and praise and serve you as my king forever as I come in to your kingdom. Amen. Please rise. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen.